Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bits, Bytes, and Solutions, the podcast exploring the latest developments in technology. I'm your host, Julia Concolino. Hi, everyone. I'm joined today by the CEO of Fison Technology, Equa Ibium. Equa has over 20 years of experience building sales teams, helping SaaS companies plan strategically, and garnering appreciation in the marketplace to achieve sustainable growth. So welcome to Bits, Bytes, and Solutions. Hi, Equa. How are you today? Hi, Julie. I'm doing well. How are you this morning? I'm great. Thank you. I'm excited to get chatting with you and, you know, let everyone get to know you a little bit better. Oh, well, thank you so much. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So I'd love to get started, you know, just talking about your role at Fison, and, you know, we can obviously talk about your career history as we go as well. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. All right. So to start, can you give me a brief overview of, you know, your role at C- as CEO, what your day-to-day looks like, or even your, your typical week? Yes. Um, when, when I was brought in for this role, one of the things I was told was that it's a choose-your-own-adventure type of position. And so um, it's been a little fun in, in kind of carving out exactly what, you know, what my responsibilities are and what what needs the most amount of time. But uh, but basically, I run the uh, managed IT services um, portion or, or company here at Fison, and um, we have a number of clients that we provide services for. Um, we're like any other business, we're trying to grow and we're trying to improve our, our service offerings to our clients. Um, so I, I, you know, so everyone, you know, reports to me, and and I'm also responsible for um, driving the uh, the growth um, initiatives uh, for the company and trying to, you know, take care of the clients that we do have. So it's an all-encompassing um, uh, role. Um, it's akin to, uh, you know, being CC'd on every email uh, in the company that goes back and forth. That's what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> it's not. It's not actually what happens, but that's what it feels like. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. And you've been in this role for six months, but you were in another role before this one at Fison. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. Initially, when I came on, I was the chief operations officer. And and so that really kind of helped me learn um, how the company functioned, um, how it worked in synergy with the other division, which is our professional services. And um, uh, and so yeah, so in that in that initial role, it was really just kind of an opportunity to come in and really try to learn those responsibilities to the best of my ability before kind of taking over the uh, you know the, the 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 main responsibility as a CEO. So wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to know you in this role. So I you know I'm excited for everyone else to to get to know you through this interview. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> okay. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your main responsibilities as CEO. I know you touched on it a little bit um, in the mm-hmm. last question, but when it comes to actually, you know, overseeing operations and, and strategic vision, you know, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so so it's, um, I, I'm, the, you know, the highest escalation point, you know, when it comes to, you know, any challenges that our clients may be having that aren't immediately resolved by our um, support desk, um, you know, all those things kind of kind of come to me. And 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 so, you know, I try to remediate any of those issues at a high level as, as quickly as possible. Um, I'm also, um, I also like to try to maintain really good uh, contact with our clients, with the decision makers um, at our clients. Those aren't necessarily the same people that, that may call into the help desk. A lot of times they are, 
but I like to try to keep them in, in close contact with 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 them just so that they know that I'm here, you know, I'm, and, and that I really appreciate their uh, their their business and their association with us. Um, we're also, um, you know, there's so many moving pieces um, where we re routinely, um, you know, onboard new clients um, and uh, to, to make sure that that process runs smoothly, it does require some some hands on, um, uh, uh, you, you know, attention. Uh, we we have a, uh, a routine meeting where, you know, we come in and we discuss our clients and any ongoing projects that we have and, you know, what what are, you know, action plans to move forward. Um, so that gives us kind of a, our team a chance to, to to huddle at least on a weekly basis, if not more, um, to uh, to figure some of those things out. So it's it's really, um, you know, just from sales to our, our service offering to um, how we are responding to our, our tickets from the help desk, um, our ongoing marketing efforts that you've uh, you've been heading up, which which we're so appreciative of, um, and then also you know the the uh, the, the business development um, efforts. So it's a uh, it's it's a it's a it's it's a long reaching uh, <laughs> description where where basically the buck stops uh, with me. So love it, um, but it's fun. It it is fun. I'm not complaining. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> Love to hear that. <laughs> so I know you, you know, you were talking about how pretty much your role is all encompassing. You know, you see every bit and moving piece. How how do you split your time between those high high level strategy roles and the day to day management? Do you have, yeah. you know, certain ways that you prioritize things on a daily basis or what does that look like for you? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, you know, there there's so much of of, of our focus is on um, you know taking care of our clients, and I really rely on the team to do that. Um, and, and particularly in terms of when when uh, when when uh, issues come through the help desk, um, our team is 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 the best at at responding to um, tickets and to you know following up with our clients and making sure that things get remediated quickly. Um, so and I really rely on them for that. Most of my role, a lot of what I try to shift my focus to is really making sure that that people know that we're here. Um, here in the Tampa area, uh, MSPs are, uh, you know, are on every block, it seems <laughs> like. And so it's it's been a focus of mine to differentiate our services, to really try to carve out a niche as best as we can uh, for um, the services that we do offer. Um, and um, and so it can be tricky, and but 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 it does take a lot of time, and so I try to prioritize those efforts, um, and I also make sure that you know any you know any um, you know contacts from our clients that come directly to me get responded to as quickly as possible. So, so that's kind of how I I try to split the difference right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Great. And and what do you enjoy most about your work at Vise? And I know there's probably, you know, a multitude of things that you could touch on, but um, mm -hmm. do you have any, you know, favorite things that you like to think about or, you know, it, it just in terms of the work that you're doing, anything like yeah. that come to mind? Absolutely. Um, I know, you know, technology can be a pretty daunting um uh, topic for a lot of businesses. Um, a lot of uh, business owners would rather not, you know, think about it. And, you know, unfortunately, with the the rampant nature of bad actors in, in, in the cyberspace, um, it's, it's becoming something that can't be ignored. And so I very much really love being able to take care, take that off of the plate of, of business owners and, you know, handle it, you know, professionally, give give it to our team and, and, and really change that. There, there's a recent, um, 
uh, one of our recent clients, um, you know, just just recently had had a an incident that that occurred, um, and it's what they prompted them to kind of take a look at at us offering services. So we were able to actually help pull them out of a, a really bad situation that they were in. And um, every once in a while, you know, clients, you know, find us and, and call us because they're in in crisis. And so I really, you know, I, I really love, um, I really love, you know, helping, uh, you know, prospective clients when they're just kind of, you know, looking around for services. They're not really in crisis mode, mm-hmm. but in those incidents where where customers are in a really bad spot, I love trying to, you know, save the day. Really, really trying to rescue them. And um, the team here has done that for a number of of uh, of organizations. That, as of late. Great, great. Yeah, it, it, it's it's cool to see, you know, obviously people are proactively looking before the incident occurs, but if you're not expecting an incident to happen and you don't see a problem with what you're, you know, what you're handling of IT is at that time, then, you know, you, you don't really start looking until it actually happens. So that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it could be really scary if you get you know, if you have a, you know, if, if an employee clicks on a phishing email or, you know, if one of the accounts has been compromised, it's really scary. And you immediately start to think about the worst possible things that could happen. You know, how is this going to damage, you know, our reputation as a company, you know, are our, our customer customers information going to be safe? So there's just a lot of questions that it brings up. And so to, you know, to have our team go in and kind of save the day is is fun. I really, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy, um, you know, being in, in that situation. Absolutely. And I believe, you know, one of one of the members of our team, he actually shared an article on our website about, you know, how, you know, there's lots of superheroes when it, you know, comparing people. And, you know, I don't personally think of myself as a hero, but to someone else, it could be, you know. And Absolutely. So in these situations, yeah. you kept saying save the day and that, you know, just yeah. you harp on that. But it, it's so important, too, because these these crises really can come in any shape or form. And, you know, we're there to make sure that that doesn't happen or that it's handled correctly. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Now, when when you're thinking of, you know, these phishing scams and things of that nature, would you say that those are the biggest challenges that we face or would you say that there's, you know, even bigger fish to fry? Yeah. So, I think the technology in guarding against a lot of cyber attacks, ransomware, malware, it's it's continuing to grow more and more um it, it, it's becoming better. Mm-hmm. Um but there's there's not really anything that you can do about human error other right. than educate um you know, educate, train, prepare and um and so I I think that's kind of the thing that that's kind of the next frontier, right? If mm-hmm. if we can Social engineering is something that bad actors use so well uh, to try to gain trust and and pose as someone else and um, and try to work, try to get in from the outside. And I think if we, you know, as we educate um, different uh, businesses and organizations about what that looks like, how to guard against it and to do routine, um, you know, awareness trainings on that, it'll it'll help. It'll help guard against the. uh, the the um uh, you know what bad actors try to exploit in human mm-hmm. nature where but but most people want to be nice if they receive an email trying to ask for can you give me some help with this account or what do i need to do here so, sometimes when we're hurried um we don't really stop to take a look and, and think okay is this really coming from who it uh-huh. says yeah. it's coming from so so i think that that that's a that's a really important part um you know that that is the technology to guard against these attacks improves um, bad actors are going to try to play upon the human factor. 
mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more. So I think they're they're getting happens. more and more mature too. You know, I, I've seen some where the email address, you know, at Microsoft online, but the L is a one and it blends right. in so well that you're, <laughs> you have to do a double take like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. it, it, it becomes very, very disheartening seeing things like that, but that's what we're here for. And, you know, hopefully we can help educate in a, in a way where people are always having their eyes peeled, which I think is just the reality at this point, you know. That's right. That's right. It sure is. Yeah. Well, I would love to hear a little bit more about, you know, your approach when it comes to leadership and your management style. Do you have anything that, you know, you've been guided by in in past or anything like yeah. that you'd like to touch on? Yeah, absolutely. Um I've I've worked I've had the opportunity to work for an, for a a number of different organizations and and witness different leadership styles, um, even just from the standpoint of, um, um, you know, just a, the classroom, right? You know, you're to, to some of those some of those, um, you know, some of our earliest opportunities to engage with leadership come from, you know, our teachers. Yeah. And um, and there's, you know, you know, we all have, you know, favorite teachers. We have favorite managers that we worked with. And so I've tried to uh, amalgamate some of the some of my favorite forms of, uh, of leadership that I've seen. And so I would probably describe my style as, as collaborative. Uh, I really very much like to um, get uh, feedback from the team if there if there are certain initiatives that are that are happening. Um, I like to very much involve people and make sure that everyone's voice is heard um and uh and come to an agreement together and i think by doing that um it, it helps to to garner buy-in and and when you have buy-in when everyone kind of agrees yes i think you know when when you sit down together and, and hash out an, an, an idea and you decide yes this is probably the best course of action for us to take then everyone's probably going to be more likely to be on board and and mm -hmm. uh, and work well uh, towards towards those those aims so I do I do have a more um, uh, collaborative approach and, and and really like to uh, you know highlight each individual on the team and, and and their contributions. So or at least that's what that's what I strive for. You might be the better <laughs> you might be the better judge of whether I actually live up to that that. No, idea I, I can I'm... personally attest to that. <laughs> I uh, you know just an example I can think off the top of my head when I send out our monthly newsletter. You know the feedback that you sent and it wasn't even like uh you know personal to me it was you sent it to the group and you know it's like everyone i want you to know like julia did this and you know that means a lot to me because not only does it encourage everyone to you know to read what i've put out there but it also you know i'm big on words of affirmation i try to encourage people in the best way that i can and that's a really great way for me to receive feedback so you're doing great from you know oh, from from my okay. personal perspective <laughs> okay i passed the test okay that's good <laughs> <laughs> absolutely now yeah. do you have any you know specific principles or philosophies that have helped guide you in running the company anything like that yeah um so so there is this um <laughs> there's a diagram and it shows um it shows a uh um there's there's two different diagrams one of them shows like uh, i guess it says boss and then it shows this this guy or character on top of uh being kind of lifted by the rest mm -hmm. of the team and they're kind of all moving towards a certain direction as he points to, to or, or or she points in that direction and then there's another diagram that says leader, and it shows that that person 
kind of pulling at the front with all the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's kind of the um, the philosophy that I try to uh, to to be guided by is, um, you know, you know, am I pulling my own weight? Am I am I leading by example? Um, Am I being um, you know, am I being am I willing to um, open an ear? to listen, you know, to to feedback that's coming through from the team. Um, so so that's kind of how I try to um, th- that's that's really kind of how I try to uh, to operate. And um, and I always I've, I've always tried to be slow to um, to give uh, any kind of um, direction and and more um, and, and more fat, more quick to listen. Uh, mm-hmm. So that I can make sure that I completely understand the issue, um, you know, before obviously, you know, giving any kind of guidance on on moving forward. But um, but yeah, I think I think uh, that's that's typically been my approach, and and um, and uh, you know, I think it's I think it's worked for me. It's 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 kind of part, you know, it's I find that approach is is part of my personality, mm-hmm. and so um, I'm I'm more um, you know, I'm more. Uh, uh, and, and, and I think that that's probably comes true for for a lot of a lot of people. You know, your personality comes comes through your work, um, and uh, you just try to try to align the two the best you can. And I think it ties in really well with you know your collaboration style. You know, if I think one of the main things that people forget is that you can spend a lot of time doing, but you have to spend some time listening too. Because if you're not hearing everyone else on the team and you're still just wanting to do do do. You're yeah. not necessarily going to achieve the end result that you're all aiming for because exactly. that's the collaboration piece is missing. So, that's so right. you know, what you were saying about, you know, being there to listen and, you know, you're pulling your weight. I think that 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 really is exemplary of, you know, a great leadership style because employees notice it. You know, it's right. not it's not, oh, I'm doing this for me. It's we are a team and we're yeah. acting as a team. That's right. That's right. I, I have a healthy fear of uh, of being publicly wrong mm-hmm. on an unvetted or an untested idea. And Fair. so I'm, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I'm, I'm saying, hey, you know what, if, if if we try this out, I want it to be because we all feel that this is, you know, that this is going to work. And so um, so I so that I, I, I kind of like I think it's a healthy fear. It's a it's yeah. a healthy fear to make sure that, hey, you know, any any kind of any initiative that we that we go in, let's 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 see what it, what, what the team feels about this and before we enact anything. Yeah, that so. makes sense. I mean, fear can be fuel in a good way. So mm-hmm. I totally get that. And it's not yeah. unhealthy. You know, it's leading you to yeah. something great. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have any short term or long term goals for Fison as it continues to grow? Yeah. Um, so we we really want to, um, you know, for the last few years, um, the company has weathered the storm of, of the pandemic, as so many different businesses did. And, uh, you know, growth continues to um, to, to gradually, um, uh, you know, to, to gradually occur. And so um, one of the goals that we have um, and, and I found that with our team, we do an exceptional job of keeping our clients happy. You know, once once we have them, um, they they really see the uh, uh, the the way that we do um, the way that we handle IT and uh, our level of of care is um, all, always fits in with what their expectations are. So we're really good at taking care of our clients. We just want to make sure that people understand and know that we're out there. 
And um, and so that, you know, in, in a large part is, you know, your role, um, you know, has, has been driving that message and, and um, you know, increasing our, our awareness and ensuring that our brand is, is, is being um, recognized. And so um, long term with the company, you know, we, we definitely are are focused on growth. Uh, we definitely want to want um, want clients to know that we're here and that they, they can they can take a look at us for IT needs and and um, or, or consults. And uh, and and so that's kind of where we're, you know, this next, uh, you know, 2024. That's that's kind of what, what our focus is, is, is just really growth. You know, how, how how much and how quickly can we can we grow? Absolutely. And, you know, I think in terms of growth, you know, you can think of that in so many different ways. We're growing our relationships, too. We've mm-hmm. been focusing in the last few months on building relationships with, um, you know, different initiatives throughout the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay area and doing, you know, outreach and volunteering. And I think that that's a huge part of, you know, our our growth potential as well. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Fison Cares, our, our um, nonprofit uh, banner, you know, we, we, we do try to, to do good in the community and partner with an, a number of nonprofit organizations here in, in the Tampa Bay area that that really, uh, uh, you know, really take care of folks and, and families and, you know, make sure that people have places to stay and, and food to eat. And, and uh, so, so, yeah, so, so it is very worthwhile to um, uh, you know, to continue to promote some of those opportunities and, and you know, not just, uh, you know, not not, you know, purely a business focus, but really just a, a focus out of doing good. So absolutely. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of being here. You know, it's, yeah. it's encouraged and, um, you know, it, it, it's it's adding to our value rather than, you know, some companies, they think of service as, oh, it's taking away from the work you're doing. No, it, it it's adding value to our work. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Um, now, how do you define success in your role? I know that there's probably so many different areas that, you know, tie into it. How, mm-hmm. how would you define success and how do you measure it for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, in large part, um, I mean, there's there's two different ways that that that, uh, that that I that I can look at it. Um, you can look at the numbers. You can see, you know, kind of what what numbers look like. You know, quarter over quarter growth in comparison with the previous year. Um, you can also look and see the um, you know the satisfaction of your clients and the mm-hmm. satisfaction of you know, employees and team members. And so, you know, those are all things that I look at to determine success. And, um, you know, we we have an open door policy, you know, here at Fison, and, you know, we, you know, anyone can kind of come and and just kind of, you know, walk walk in the room and have a conversation and kind of and and feedback is is welcomed. Um, Mm -hmm. Feedback is is very much welcomed here. Um, And so. you know, we we also try that same thing with with our clients. You know, we 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 try to, you know, ask how each interaction was when they when they submit a service ticket. Was your interaction resolved on the first call? Um, were you satisfied with the level of of, uh, of of attention that you received from the technician? And so, um, by by routinely doing those things, we can try to keep our finger on the pulse of. Of, um, of of whether we're being successful, whether whether right, we're truly right. taking good care of, of our clients, and if there's anything that we can do to uh, to improve that, and so I think a, a healthy combination of of the numbers as well as um, you know the general consensus of of uh, clients as, and uh, team team members 
uh, determine you know whether whether you're successful. That makes sense. Thank you for that perspective. Yeah. Now, my my last question, you know, before we move into your career history, um, what would you say makes Fizen stand out compared to other IT service providers, and and how do you differentiate us in, in such a competitive market? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. I'd say one of the key ways um, that Fizen stands out is that not only do we have the capability to be um, a, a world class managed IT services provider. But we also have a, a, a development side where we, we have um, consultants that are you know best in class um, developers and uh, technicians, and they they work to you know develop projects um, on a contract basis. Um, so we've we've traditionally um, you know worked for a number of organizations and, and helping them um, implement software. Um, and, and at this stage, we're, we're developing a product of our own that we, we look forward to uh, bringing to market here in the in the coming months. Um, but I'd say that's the number one thing that differentiates us is that most organizations that manage IT um, strictly do that. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And uh, they don't they don't necessarily you know grow grow beyond that. Um, but for us, we kind of marry that development side with the operations side or, or DevOps. And so we we can you know we can really help organizations that have a need for both of those things. Right, right. Um, so so yeah, there's there's not very many other MSPs out there that can can say that same thing. That's absolutely right. Wonderful. Well, I would love to move into you know talking about your career history. Um, you have sure. obviously the sales development background that we talked on at the beginning. So I would love to you know hear a little bit about how your experience has shaped your approach as CEO of an IT company. Um, what skills have translated well, and you know what have you been learning along the way? Absolutely, I'd love to. Um, I think throughout the majority of my career, I've worked for uh, software companies. Um, I've worked for, I spent a number of years in the automotive space. Mm -hmm. um, I've spent some time as a consultant. And uh, I think among the translatable skills are being able to um, being able to talk uh, and, and, and to, to, to um, you know, to individuals that aren't developers you know right. I'm, I'm not a developer <laughs> i'm not an engineer personally right i'm probably one of the the less technical uh, individuals on the team um but being able to kind of understand at a high level um you know how things operate and then explain that um you know it, it, it it's a skill that um it's a skill that uh that helps um in in my consulting days um you know there's you know, I, I was much more involved, um, you know, on the back end of how things work, if things were if things were broken, how to fix them. Um, but usually, um, you know, m most of all that, you know, key decision makers and, and managers need is just how, how do I conduct my job to the best of my ability, um, you know, with with, you know, with the, the, the software that we have. And so, um, so being able to 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 communicate really well is has been a a, a skill that I found um, that that has helped. That's been very useful. So being able to to write and speak in in a way that's clear and and isn't condescending. Um, right. And uh, I think you know, given that I am you know I'm uh, you know one of the, the the less technical members of the team, um, it's very very difficult for me to condescend to anyone. So, so uh, I, I think it's um, uh, you know 
being able to um, kind of foster foster good good long lasting relationships has, has been something that I've really enjoyed, and I've really enjoyed um, you know keeping contact with a number of people um, over the years in in uh, various industries in, in which I've worked. Great, great. And has there been any type of learning curve for you, or do you feel like oh. you just you know you just kind of jumped in and you knew what oh. you were doing? <laughs> I, I feel like I drink from a fire hose every day. Uh, <laughs> I still still feel that way. So yeah, there's there's definitely been a been a pretty steep learning curve. Um, before I graduated college, I did work for one uh, managed service provider, and um, uh, you know they were they were a little bit smaller, but uh, but they were they were really well run. They had a great training program in place, um, and so you know kind of at a high level, I understood you know a bit about about how it op- how how they operated. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in, in, you know, the undertaking of, of kind of leading a company is pretty involved and, and there's all kinds of things to continue to learn, you know, even with regard to my leadership style, there's obviously things that I can do to improve. There's obviously, you know, there's obviously, you know, things that I'm still learning every single day. And so, um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's still a bit of a learning curve, but I feel like I'm, you know, I'm closing that gap a little bit more now than I did, you know say a few months ago. Oh, good. Yeah, that's like you're hitting your stride, you know? Yeah. You're feeling more comfortable, but there's always room to learn new things, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Great. Now, I know you spent several years at DealerSocket and you you implemented CRM tools and provided consultations to improve the sales team and marketing. Um, how do you apply lessons from that experience to keep Fizen focused on quality service and, you know, strong client partnerships? Absolutely. Well, that's a great question. Um, Dealer Socket was, was was a great company. They had a really great training structure as well. And one of the things that they implemented uh, uh, was what they call a raving fan call, and it was based on a book uh, of the same name, but um, of, 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 is based on a book um, about how to make your clients raving fans. And so one of the things that they did was they they really they really focused on ensuring that each of the consultants reached out on a regular basis uh, to the decision maker, made sure that we were adding value, communicating some of the things that we were doing to help the team and just keeping it keeping it brief. Right. Just being respectful of time, but mm-hmm. trying to st- try to stay in contact and, and show that, you know, we were out there working and, and trying to, um, you know, trying to take care of them. And so that's one thing that I've tried to, uh, you know, apply here in, in my role is, is I'm, is I'm, you know, you know, as I try to strive to keep in good contact with uh, the decision makers and the clients that we do have. Um, they also, um, it, it was really interesting. The uh, the software that DealerSocket produced um, helped run uh, car dealerships operations top to bottom. So it was fun. It helped market to their prospective clients. It helped um, keep reminders for the sales team to reach out to, to customers. It took care of the uh, scheduling appointments in the service department. It was just such a comprehensive and and, and uh, all-encompass, all-encompassing tool. And my responsibility was really to help uh, train um, managers and and uh, owners on how to use the reporting system and how to leverage it to, to increase their their sales and productivity. And so, um, you know, so it's it's a lot of what I did there was was clearly transferable here because we're really just trying to leverage technology to make organizations safer and yeah. more productive and and to do those things in a cost cost efficient way. So um so I yeah I do I do take a lot of uh, 
a, a lot of uh, lessons from that time that I spelled it de- spent at dealer socket. Great. Yeah, that sounds like uh, it was a great, you know, great move for you to be there and, you know, yeah. helped you a lot into transitioning into this role. Yeah, it really did. It was the role that brought uh, me and my family to Florida. So oh, wow. about ele- almost 11 years ago. Yeah. So that that opportunity brought us here and, uh, you know, uh, really appreciative for, for that. You know, really, really love that. Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about Hearst Autos. Um, I know that you spearheaded a major product launch there. Can you kind of give me a little bit more detail about that and what strategies helped you roll out that new offering? Yeah, absolutely. So Hearst Autos, um, one of of their probably more recognizable brands under the Hearst Autos uh, umbrella is Car and Driver. And uh, the product was really designed to um, help the readership of, of Car and Driver um, be able to access um, actual um, you know, vehicles for sale in their backyard um, based on the reviews that they were looking up on Car and Driver online. And so um, what, uh, you know, part of, part of this rollout was that under the Hearst umbrella, they owned a number of uh, television stations. And so we kind of extended this project beyond Florida and actually got up into the Baltimore area and uh, over in Orlando, um, you know, beyond the Tampa area, and uh, really started to leverage some of these, um, the connections that, that the company had to, to, to really roll out that platform in, in those markets. And um, and it really helps when you do when 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 you are a company as large as as the Hearst Corp- Corporation is, um, it helps to be able to leverage some of those other um, some of those other assets that you have, and so um, the most applicable way to or, or analog to that here at Fizen is these different offerings that we that we have the capability of of having right. So so we've got our our managed services um, that we that we have. We also have the professional services or software development and implementation that we can do. And then we're also getting ready to roll out our, our own uh, software uh, product. Um, and so there's there's we have a multi-pronged uh, approach uh, to, 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 to deliverables that our clients can use. And it really just has to be, you just really has, timing is a very important aspect of that. And, uh, and knowing, um, you, you know, knowing when to leverage these different services, so. Absolutely. Great. Now, I'm just, you know, thinking about your transition. So you were in sales for quite a long time and obviously had worked your way up and, you know, had gotten to an executive level within that. How was making that transition from, you know, the a sales exec role to executive leadership for yeah. for for this role with Fizen? How was that transition? And, you know, did you have any challenges or, you know, anything that needed to shift as you as you came over? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I think as an individual contributor, as a as a, as a sales consultant, um, you know, part of the job is to be is to really be selfish and to focus on you and your numbers. Obviously, you you're also focused on your clients and making sure that you're you're adding value to them because that's gonna that's that's gonna help you in the long run. But it's really uh, you really only focused on yourself, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and um, and so transitioning into um, a, you know kind of an executive leadership role, you really have to turn outward um, and look towards the entire team. 
how's the entire team as a as a unit doing and performing and and what are the things that i can do to help you know each team member reach their potential and so that that's certainly a transition that that takes a little bit of time to uh, to get into and so and my uh, my my analogy of uh, being CC'd on every email going back <laughs> and forth in the company that's that's kind of what it takes. It, mm-hmm. you, you have to be you you kind of have to be in the know on a right. number of different things that are going on. Whereas before, as an individual contributor, you're just you're just worried about you know your clients and hearing back from them and making sure that uh, you know that they're getting the value that you promised. So. Um, I, I would say that's probably the biggest transition that it, that, that it's taken. Um, but but at the same time, there's also a great deal of satisfaction that comes with with uh, you know seeing you know individuals grow in their careers and 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 pursue the the goals that they have uh, for themselves and 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 really fulfill their uh, their their full potential. So that's it's something that's very rewarding that you don't necessarily uh, get to do as an individual contributor. Very true. So very true. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a welcome change. Very cool. Awesome. Now, I, I know you have some entrepreneurial experience as well. You were a founder of a company. Can you talk me through a little bit of that experience and and how yeah. you know that has helped you with uh, your transition into this role at Bison? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so my my um my a, a life. I don't. I guess it has been a lifelong passion of, of mine. I, I've just always loved books and reading and. Um, reading about books and reading about reading and and, uh, and so um, I my uh, the company that I founded was kind of centered on that it was centered okay. on something that I very much like to do and and uh, and uh, you know like to pursue and so um, I, I think uh, you know there, for anything that you do there has to be a certain level of passion there has to be a certain level of of satisfaction that you get out of it and um, as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, it's kind of that choose your own adventure model, right? Um, mm-hmm. you, you really, you really kind of get to choose your your path and and how you how you plan on on uh, carrying your your services and and offerings to to the public and 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 uh, and how you create value for your clients. And so, um, you know, that entrepreneurial role really taught me that um, there there really are no office hours for entrepreneurship. Um, it's it's around the clock. Um, you know, you you know, as an entrepreneur, you you worry about your clients. You you worry about you know the things that keep them up, um, and and uh, you really try to make sure that you're creating an, as much value for them as as uh, as you can. And so um, uh, so so it's it's a very very it's, it's very much a um, um, you know you, you use kind of your 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 uh, all the sides of your brain uh, for, mm-hmm. for for entrepreneurship. And um, and and you really, uh, um, you know, it's really important to, um, to to also view to 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 really really understand that um, our clients, uh, in large part, are, are entrepreneurs themselves, and so to kind of have that shared uh, focus and and uh, and approach to work, um, it helps helps us to relate to them and and deliver uh, you know deliver our services in a in, you know in a a very satisfactory way. Definitely. Now, what would you say would be the, the biggest differences that you've noticed from joining a company like Fizen, you know, where it's already established versus leading a startup? You know, what mm-hmm. what are the biggest, I guess, challenges that you noticed or even differences yeah. between the two? Yeah. So so there are when when whenever you are 
whenever you're involved in a startup, um, it's there's just so much more work. There's just so it, it demands that everyone do so much more. Um, you know, Fizen having been established in 2015, you know, we still, you know, we're 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 several years removed from that, but we still kind of we we still want to have that mentality um, where you know people wear um, different hats to really deliver the the um, uh, the services that our our clients deserve, um, and we we want to make sure that that people are just looking out for for our client you know first and foremost, um, and uh, and so I I think that. Um, uh, you know, there, there, there are just so much more. There's just so much more um, moving parts involved with the startup. Fizen having been established, a lot of those things were were kind of smoothed out over the years, especially in the you know the two to three, you know, four years after the the company had been established. A lot of those things had got um, kind of smoothed out so that it's 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 a you know that the, the machine is running now mm-hmm. and uh and and so i've i've found that um the focus is the areas of focus for the company that we have you know for this next uh for this over this next year um they're a lot more simplified than what they would have been if if we were a little earlier in our in our progression mm-hmm. and so i found gotcha. that it's um yeah it's it's um you know, it's. I found that it's 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 a really great time to 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 be at Fizen, um, and uh, and uh, you know, as we continue to grow and scale, um, you know, it's 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 something that we'll you know we'll we'll continue to um, you know the team will continue to grow with with our uh, um, you know and and match that growth. So uh, it's 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 certainly been much more simplified uh, given <laughs> that the company's been so. So, you know, established, you know, several years um, ago. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, as we wrap up this call, um, you know, I, I really would just had one kind of overarching question that I'd love to to wrap this up with. So, as you know, sales is all about just building relationships over time. What would you say are the main strategies that you use to foster those long-lasting relationships um, with Bison's clients? And how do you ensure mm-hmm. the quality of service as you begin to and continue to scale the business? Yeah, no, that's a really good, that's a really good question. Um, you know, we love, um, love going to, you know, events, you know, where we can meet business owners. Um, I'm, I'm involved with a, a CEO council and try to, try to meet, um, you know, meet new people that way. I always try to, um, I always try to, uh, you know, network different acquaintances and friends with 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 uh, different people. Um, I've got a couple of friends that I just uh, connected to each other because they're both in the the medical tech space, and uh, you know, there there's a uh, you know they they often kind of are in those similar circles, but uh, but had never have had never you know come come across each other. So I think really fought just just having a genuine interest in seeing people succeed and. You know, if if I you know if I happen to know of someone, or you know, every once in a while, our clients may have a need. They they may look be needing a reference for for a company that does audits. And while that's not something that we do, you know, we definitely have um you know some some good references for that. And so we we absolutely love um you know you know referral you know getting referrals and and uh, you know our, in a large part you know Fizen has grown you know based on on referrals of mm-hmm. from our clients. And um, and that's just that's just been a really incredible thing. Um, and uh, because uh, that there, there's it's hard to beat a good referral uh, because that that reputation that you get and uh, 
you know, you, you'd only want, you'd only refer somebody that you really trust. And, um, and so that, that very much is a, is, is a very big uh, compliment. Um, and so just continuing to uh, make sure that we are, um, uh, you know, keeping in close contact with our clients, ensuring that, you know, anytime that they have, you know, issues or tickets that we can kind of get to the bottom of them and remediate mm-hmm. them quickly. We feel all these things kind of re- really help to, um, you know, to, 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 to bolster our brand and, and, and really, really keep our, our clients happy. So. Wonderful. Great. Well, well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. You know, I, I feel like, again, this is one of the biggest parts about what we do is building relationships. And so, you know, if people aren't getting, um, you know, a ton of FaceTime, at least they have the opportunity to get to know you through, through this podcast. And, you know, hopefully we can, we can make it happen so that we can get more FaceTime and continue to build and foster relationships. Absolutely. No, Julie, I really appreciate you taking the time to to give me this interview and uh, felt like a job interview at, at certain points, <laughs> but uh, but I guess that's the idea, right? So yes. it was fun. It was fun. I really, I know I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Equa. Yeah, thank you, Julia. Appreciate it. For listeners interested in learning more about Vizen technology and the services we provide as a team, be sure to visit our website at vizentech.com. Thank you again to Equa for sharing his experiences with me, and I hope you all enjoyed this inside look at Vizen. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thanks for listening.